Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. New study says we could uh, live to be 150 years old. No thanks. I don't think so. I mean, I guess unless everybody around me can also hit the same age. But then does the lovely Maria or even myself want to be around each other to 150? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> If my body feels like it does now, <laughs> I haven't hit 50. Yeah. What would it be like at 110? Yeah, I've noticed lately you've been doing a lot of stretching. What's going What have uh, you done to yourself? I don't know. I really actually don't know. But my lower back and hips, it's just probably not moving at all right. enough <laughs> is, is, is what it is. You know, and it's this time of year when I want to play golf and I'm ready for it. Masters is coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to get the bike out, but it's just... Blech weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over the uh, past half century, life expectancy has increased nearly 10 years, taking a bit of a hit during the pandemic, I would think. But uh, it's estimated that humans could have the uh, ability to live up to 150 years, even though there's no real uh, verified cases of a person living to be older than 122 that's the oldest person now. Uh, right now, we got a woman who's uh, 119 in Japan. Wow. I mean, and listen, if you're thinking about it, <laughs> and you're, you know, early 30s or lower, mm. you might want to change the eating habits mm-hmm. uh, now. You know, I think everyone needs to, you know, myself personally, absolutely need to change the eating habits if you want to extend uh, this uh, this time here a little longer. But it needs to start early. Yeah, the problem, you know, much like telling somebody in their 20s, like I was told when I was 18, you know, put $20 a week away. Yeah, start no. saving. You tell, tell somebody who's 25 to put the hamburger and fries down. Well, Good luck. And that's the funny thing, too, is because you got to do both, mm-hmm. right? You still have to put away. Uh, you know, I, I look at this generation, my generation, and think, I think you're living a lot of debt mm. thinking that you're going to, you know, check out around 75 or 80. Mm-hmm. You know, you add that. Well, and even that, we're living to 150 would mean you'd have to work until you're 100. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of reasons why it makes no sense. Also, <clears throat> I just, I, I really don't, <laughs> you know, I, I, I understand that when people come into this world, you got to be responsible for yourself. But I, I feel like I'd rather check out in my 80s and leave a nice nest egg for my kids. I don't want to burn through everything I have, right. you know, it's... Uh, I, I mean, listen, I, there's not much being left for me either, and I've had to carve my own way. But, you know, you want to be able to do something for somebody. Uh, so there's scientists and uh, geniuses around the world, billionaires. They've all been looking for ways to crack the code. And it's basically to see and analyze uh, how or why we can slow the, uh, the, the, the aging process. Right. Well, yeah, if I was a billionaire, I think I'd want to. Yeah. So so what they're trying to crack involves understanding the life cycles of your cells, finding ways to keep DNA from degrading as Mm. it replicates. Uh, A scientist said, if DNA is the digital information on a compact disc, then aging is due to scratches. We are searching for the polish. Okay. It's funny that a scientist uses an outdated technique, like a compact disc. (laughs) How about a memory stick? The problem is uh, with too much drinking or not eating right, it's, yeah, it's always good to change your lifestyle. But if you end up on a surgery table at 55 or 56, it's because what you did through your 20s and 30s. Right. 
you know, deciding to start eating more broccoli now isn't really going to change what you've already destroyed. But it's still good to do. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I say now my my 80s and we always think, yeah, I want to check out here, there or whatever. But if I got to 85 and I was feeling fine, <laughs> don't pull the plug. <laughs> Yesterday, Lucky went and uh, took a tour along with Rob Havery to uh, Simcoe Hall Settlement House, a terrific organization that we've been involved with for some time. Yes, I find a lot of people in our community. Somewhat ironic. You were supposed to be there and Mm -hmm. show your heart, but you were showing it to a doctor (laughs) instead. Well, they were looking for it. They found it, yeah. I don't know if they found that cold black heart of Mm -hmm. yours. But uh, no, we were invited down by Emily and Tiffany and the staff at at Simcoe Hall Settlement House. And, And we have done, you know, a few events with them. Over the years, a couple mm-hmm. of golf tournaments, and, you know, you know, pumpkin auctions I think they've had, yeah. and, and happy to support them. But I've never actually been down and toured the facility uh, and and to go down and check out what their operation looks like. And it, and it was uh, amazing uh, to watch. It's a massive uh, space. They have um, you know, a full gym uh, for kids after really? school programs. It doesn't look that big from out front. Yeah, full kitchen back there where they do you know meals for kids and their huh. and their summer camps and programs, craft rooms, um, kind of a, a zen spaces for uh, for teenagers to go uh, to as well. And you know, and and then learning more about the programs that they they do. I mean, they did something like seventeen hundred backpacks for wow. back to school um, for families that just needed help. Um, with school supplies, uh, and these are all donated, right? right and, and so many of the people there are volunteers. Right? Well, that's it. They got a staff of uh, maybe a, you know a dozen, but uh, you know, twenty or so volunteers that that help out as well. And you know, as as our prices for everything have gone up, the, the need uh, for many has gone up as well. They've got their their normal uh, clientele or volume of clientele, and then. You know, throughout this, there's kind of a, a, a new working poor element who just mm. can't afford to to make ends meet. Um, and so, you know, hearing some of their stories, looking at the food bank, and that was shocking, Craig. Like, you know, it, you know, I, it's interesting. I was headed to Costco afterwards, and my bill changed based on what I saw I bet. at that food bank, right? Because realize, yeah. right away I look at, you know, three grocery bags uh, is what they put out for a family. Uh, for you know, four to five days, wow. right? And those three grocery bags aren't stuffed. You know, there's like a box of cereal. You know, some some grains, right. pasta, a couple of cans of soup or, or sauce just to get you by, just enough to get by, and probably not enough yeah. to get by. Um, you know, and talking about kids and 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 after school programs that come and you know they get them a meal, and, and mm. it, for some they're not sure if they're eating again that day or that week or when the last time they ate was. And, you know, there's always a need. You know, you think of a food bank and, you know, everyone says, oh, well, you'll throw some pasta and and, uh, and, and canned goods at them. Well, no, there's, you know, baby formula and and uh, and, and diapers that are needed. There's laundry detergent, mm-hmm. uh, personal hygiene. And and what I, I didn't realize before going yesterday is the amount of seniors that they care for as well, at-risk seniors who just don't have anyone else uh, to help them. Right. So you know, uh, you know, they 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 drive around. They've got a you know a, a great van and, and volunteer staff who go and and deliver to people who can't come and get get it as well. The price of gas has gone up, uh, and it was really it was really telling and um, and uh, and eye opening to go through and, and hear what the great work that the people at Simcoe Hall do, but also 
the help that they need from the community as well. They get a lot mm-hmm. uh, of help, and there's a lot of great people who help them out. But you know, there's a lot of people who are you know may have a couple of extra bucks at the end of the week that they could probably spare mm-hmm. uh, or at least help out others, and those could really go a, a long way. And you know, other just community programs too. If you've got you know a, a store or storefront um, where you've got goods at the end of the month that. If you don't know what to do with, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a need for it. That's true. And, uh, and some Quahal Settlement House does a, a great job in doing it. We're going to do their golf tournament again, try and raise some money uh, that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, you know, once a year isn't enough. They they need every day more uh, stuff, more stuff yeah, because the need ends. is there. Yeah. yeah. And Rob Havery is a, a great example. Yeah, Rob a guy is in there. the community who really steps up for them. If you if you think you can help their website, which is share more about what they do if you don't know much about them and you're thinking, oh, maybe it's something I can get involved with. Snowcallhall.com is where you can go find out all about them. It, it very touching, uh, in some ways emotional. The second you walk onto their property, you'll see a big rock. It's a memorial to the two boys who died in that fire okay. um, last year uh, who were you know, used Simcoe Hall services in their after-school program mm. uh, and uh, just a, a memorial to them and a reminder that, yeah, there's there's good work being done there and there's there's certainly a need. So uh, if you've got a chance and, and you've got uh, a, a business corporation or friends in high places that you can help out, Simcoe Hall is a great place to do it. A thousand people got together to talk about driving. Uh, they probably weren't all together. We can't be like that. That's too many people. But they, a thousand people talked about driving. And uh, four out of five of us think uh, driving habits have gotten worse during the pandemic. We think other drivers are more aggressive, more reckless, speed more. And we just don't have a ton of confidence in the other guy in general, which is probably a good thing. You know, one of the smartest things you can teach anybody who's just learning how to drive is don't believe the guy in front of you or the guy making the left or the guy making the right knows what he's doing. You you (laughs) defensive driving is the way to go. You know. Uh, So we don't have a ton of confidence in the other guy. But here's the funny thing. Very few of us think anybody else is a very good or excellent driver. Most of us, though, think we're a great driver. Right, yes. Trapped in our own worlds. Everybody else doesn't know what they're doing. I'm the most brilliant guy on the planet. Right. And um, when people were asked about their driving habits over the past year, Many people say they've driven at least 20 kilometers over the speed limit oh, every day. 20? All the time. At least, like, once? Oh, yeah, I guess at least once, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, most have eaten food while driving. I used, <laughs> I used to be able to have a four-course meal in my car <laughs> across the gardener and, and up the 410 to Brampton from downtown and not drop a, a, a stitch of lettuce. Wow. That was very good. Um, many of us have blown through a stop sign or a traffic light. And uh, many think it's still safe to use our phone while we drive. Right. Yes. We're convinced of that. You know, remember back before it was illegal. I mean, that's all you do. You've had your hands on the steering wheel. And, and a lot of us had the, the, the flip phone or the slider right. back then as yeah. well. Or so a Blackberry. Yeah. You're typing everything out and looking up and down, looking up and down. I'm surprised there wasn't a lot more accidents. Without autocorrect. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. It, it is amazing. How and I think part of it is just how little patience we have mm. when we're behind the wheel. Like we have zero patience for other people, and even when they're doing things that are perfectly legal to be doing, mm-hmm. like driving the speed limit. <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, I've got a like a park in our neighborhood, and so it, the speed limit drops to forty mm-hmm. at that point. 
I was following somebody the other day. They might have been doing about 35, and I was losing it. I bet. Right? <laughs> like I, was, I, I wanted to get out and push, or just, like, I actually contemplated how much damage would be done to my car if I just pulled pulled up right on their bumper and pushed them <laughs> up the hill. It was that bad. It, 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 and, and that's how we get now. Waiting at a light. Like, if you don't move, you have about a second before someone's on the horn to get you moving mm-hmm. again. And then when you think of the course of your life, how many seconds there are, you know, giving up an extra second at a traffic light or on the road at all is just unacceptable to us. Yeah, I, we, we get behind that wheel and those doors close and we just turn into maniacs. I think the rest of our lives, though, have, have sped up. Everything else is fast. Mm-hmm. Everything else is instant. The car hasn't, mm-hmm. right? The speed limits are still the same. The commute time has only gotten slower, not faster, yeah. right? And I think that's more, one of the more aggravating things about uh, driving and mm-hmm. why people get so aggravated on the roads because every other aspect of their life has sped up. Yeah, and it used to be you get in a car and it would be a relaxing time because it could be your quiet time. Yeah. You know, before you got home or before Well, now you you're wasting time. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, even the aggressive drivers, uh, they... They show no sign of, of uh, guilt or embarrassment. There was a video, because everybody's got the dash cams, and this was in Mississauga. There's a guy, like, in a white SUV, and he is just swerving in and out of He's like, going along steels. You know, it's like, say, four lanes across, and he's going in and out of every lane. He's using the left-hand turn lane to weave around people. Right. And, also, and then, so I guess uh, somebody honked at him or had the uh, audacity to, to, you know, probably flip him the bird or something. And doesn't he stop? his SUV on an angle in the left-hand turn lane, get out and threaten the guy. Yeah. I mean, you're the a-hole. Right. <laughs> so get the balls, the cojones to, yeah. to, to do that. Yeah, but again, we, we're trapped in our own minds and are in our own worlds. And, and you know, the thought for so many is, hey, if it, if I'm not bothering, you know, I'm don't bother with me. You mm-hmm. worry about you. And let me do whatever the hell I want right. to do. But it doesn't work that way. You're right about getting really aggravated with the guy doing 35 in front of you, too, because I'm guilty of this. Even with people, and again, this guy was not breaking any laws. He wasn't doing, maybe going a little, picking up a bit. But, you know, we get mad at people who are even doing what they're legally allowed to do. Used to be this little old woman. In the morning, she would cross on the green light with the walking signal within the, 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 the walking track. That was her pedestrian cross. She was all within her rights to do that. But because I had to make a left, <laughs> she was in my way for like two seconds, right. and I'd get so mad at her. So there's a church right there. She's probably going to pray or feed the homeless. And I'm like, hey, Mother Teresa, move it along. This may explain why people get uh, hooked on group yoga classes or the uh, Peloton. More than half of people said they'd be willing to exercise if they had a cheerleader rooting them on. Not an actual pom-pom cheerleader. (laughs) That would be fine. Um, But just someone else there to support them. You know, that's why I think we go and we get to personal trainers. Absolutely. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's why Peloton went like crazy over the uh, over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's a necessarily, uh, yes, cheering you on or at least encouraging to, you to do more. Mm. Uh, because most of us, I think, if you went and just gave your normal effort level, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be enough to call it a full workout. Mm-hmm. But then you need someone to kind of encourage you to do more or goat you into doing a few... Uh, a few more reps. 
And for me, it's it's the appointment to be there too, right? right? right. You've got someone else. Uh, you feel guilty if you're using up their time and not showing up. Mm-hmm. So you better get there. Although I guess you've already paid for it, right? Probably. Right. So yeah. If they don't got to do it, then yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've committed to this uh, getting on the rower, uh, the rowing machine, and I've been doing that. But I think back, and I'm sure we're all like this. Think about all the different. Workout equipment and apparatus you've had in your home over the years, with the intention of using. And we've had treadmills. <laughs> we've had those those big you know the big balls you lay on to stretch right. out on. Yeah. Uh, we've had stationary bikes. I went out and bought myself a stationary thing that now sits in the garage. Dumbbells, barbells, oh, those kind of all they've all just turned into clothes racks. Yep. You know. That's why if anybody in my house ever said to the, well, we should get a Peloton. No, we should not. I don't need a $2,500 clothing rack. <laughs> well, and, a and monthly subscription. For many, too, you know, that's why the gym membership makes more sense, too. Yeah. One, you don't have the, the room to put all of that equipment in. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have the, the, you know, the space, the time, or the money to invest in. And then you get a gym membership and you go use it there. It's just you still got to go use it. You know, that's right. And Jim, you know, I think I just have a bad taste in my mouth about gym memberships because uh, I remember early on when gyms became a thing and everybody was signing up, they, a lot of them were run by some pretty shady characters. And I remember there was one in my neighborhood that I went and signed up for because they were giving away free barbecues. <laughs> I just wanted the barbecue. <laughs> And I remember signing on and, like, getting a tour of the facilities, and here's all the trainers, and they got beautiful young women all walking around training people. And uh, and I think I got roped for, I mean, it was a long time ago now, but I want to say, like, $75 a month or something like this. Yes. And, like, a two-year commitment. Wow. Of which you could not get out of. Oh, you paid for that barbecue in oh, full. Oh, yeah, and I never went to the gym once. <laughs> And I remember desperately trying to get out of it because I, I go home and go, hey, Maria, guess what I've done? Hey, moron. $75 a month. We make $80 a month between the two of us. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and then calling and you can never get a hold. Funny, once you signed up, you could never get a hold of anybody. <laughs> and then the gym changed hands constantly. This was always a thing. Mm. Well, that was previous management. We can't do anything for you now. Right. Anyhow, so since then, I've always kind of had a little disdain for the gym. Although they have, of course, changed and, and they're they're uh, very uh, user friendly now. Yeah, well, it, and it's amazing you, you, what you get now. You get small, kind of little localized yeah. ones uh, that you know, or these kind of like CrossFit or specialized training gyms. Yeah, um, and then uh, or like an athlete development one, and then you get you know some massive like like. They look like five-star facilities, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that are just unbelievably laid out with pools and uh, water slides, all sorts of things. It's just a Xanadu in there. Yeah, and you drive by some of all hours. You could be driving by at 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and there's a bunch of people on a treadmill. Yeah. And you think, well, one, you think, well, that's commitment. I just think, what are you running from? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Chris Rock is back out on the road. He was in Boston, and the first thing he said to the audience in Boston was, how was your weekend? <laughs> love it. That's, yeah, awesome. that's great. Good luck. He didn't talk much about it, though. No, he says he's he's still figuring it all out. And he said, I, I have a whole routine. I have a whole set written out. It was all written out prior to this weekend. And he said, I'll, I'll be talking about it at some point. It'll be serious. It'll be funny. 
Um, basically, uh, the audience was very receptive, giving him a standing ovation when he went on and when he got off. And I guess uh, his ticket sales have gone through the roof now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> wow, because everyone wants to see what he's going to say That's about right. this now, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess the story is now that the Academy tried to remove or asked Will Smith to leave, and he refused. This is their stance. Now, he hasn't said anything. You would think if that's not true, he would stand up and defend himself by slapping them in the face. Right. <laughs> but uh, maybe he called it. Well, that would be a slap in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and how did they ask, though? Like It was like, you know, Mr. Smith, you have to go. Mm. And he said, no, I'm not leaving. Or was it? Hey, do you mind uh, just stepping out to the side for a second? Like, mm-hmm. like how did, they had a couple of commercial breaks between that happening and uh, and his award. But mm-hmm. uh, he, I guess he said, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, the more this carries on, the more aggravated I am with Jada. Ooh, she really drives me crazy. I don't, I, you know, let's be honest, I, I, I'm finding it more about Will. And now, well, I just I'm just aggravated that this all blew up because of her and that face she made from a woman who said just days before she's fine with it all. Yeah, but, but and, and who is it? like if he was married to Halle Berry, who's won Oscars, and is a somebody in that room? Someone's gotta gotta release the footage of what like just on them through the whole moment, yeah. right? Because what you see is you know the joke made they pan to Will laughing and the Jada. You know, not happy about it. But what happens in the second after that before he goes up to the stage? Because it literally is a second. It is. It's so quick. Yeah. But they panned away. Yeah. Right? They went back to Chris Rock and he's like, you know, just, uh, you know, talking to the crowd at that point. But it's just a joke. And, and, uh, but during that moment, Mm -hmm. is that when, you know, did Will look over and go, uh-oh, right. she's not happy. I've got to go do something about this. Did she say something? Like, mm-hmm. like that's, that's really the question that I think most people have now is it, when it comes to the two of them and their relationship. But how did that escalate so quickly? Yeah, she turned to him and said, um, our son's lover wouldn't have treated me this way. My right. lover wouldn't have treated me this way. Um, and, and Wanda Sykes, interesting, uh, was talking about it mm-hmm. yesterday, and she... Uh, you know, so she's still traumatized by it, which I think is a bit much. She didn't get hit. Oh, I know. We love the word traumatized. Right. Um, but she did say that, that Chris Rock apologized to her yeah. afterwards. And, and, you know, she kind of wondered why he thought he needed to apologize. And he said, because you guys have done such a great job. This should have been your night, your moment. Mm. And it's not going to be now. Now, that kind of plays into what Jim Carrey said, not just about the host, but everybody that worked so hard to get there and how yeah. Will Smith just took it away from all of them. Oh, it, well, Questlove is the one that, you know, oh, really know. was yeah. taken away from him. Right? Brutal. Uh, this is not good news. This is sad. Bruce Willis is really struggling. He's 67 yeah. years old, and his family has released a statement that he's got uh, aphasia. Is yes. that how you pronounce it? It's called aphasia. It, it's, uh, they, they say it's kind of an early onset dementia. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it normally strikes people around 65 plus. He's only 67. Yeah. But it's going to end his acting career. It really is a shame. Yeah, he was, wasn't that long ago. He was uh, on the Celebrity Roast, and uh, they were all up making fun of him. And, um, yeah, uh, Demi Moore is back at the house. The daughters are back at the house. Uh, Bruce Willis's current wife there. They've all gathered together to uh, support him. And I guess people have said over the last <laughs> well, few years... Do they years, all have it? No one remembers what happened there? <laughs> Holy cow. Too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> well, hang on. That's got to be awkward. 
Well, I think she's been a part of their They've lives. Had a good relationship. I think I think it's been one of those things where she's been around. But moving back in. Yeah. Um so they say they've got a, f- a strong family unit, and uh, they all want to be around him and support him. And uh, I guess he has, uh, so with this disease, it, it affects a person's ability to speak or write and even understand. Yeah. So that's a real shame. Johnny McClain. Yeah, well, and that's it, right? Everyone, Anyone who mocked how long the Die Hard series has continued on. It's probably now going, ah, crap. Yeah. You know, it's too bad he can't make one more. The thing with Bruce Willis is they've mocked a lot of his films. He's always been considered a a pretty horrible actor, but he's done just fine for himself. And Alec Baldwin and his wife are expecting their seventh child. This, I mean, my gosh, this man. First of all, after what went down on that movie set, I guess he's over that. He's able to (laughs) knock boots. Seven children, and he's like around the age of Bruce Willis, I think. Right now, there. it would be his seventh, not with her, right? No, seven together. Together, he's got eight. on top of the others. Yes, that's a lot of rude, thoughtless little pigs. <laughs> 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 I think, man. I mean, good on you. I guess. Uh, huh? I, is that what you want? <laughs> I don't that, want it. No, but is that what he wants? Is a hosting match. He probably wishes he'd turn that gun on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he's not shooting blanks. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.